I'm Heather. And I'm Corey. And this is Movie Shelf, where we talk about movies, movie trivia, and just about anything related to pop culture. We're glad you're here. In today's episode, we're talking about Prey, the latest movie in the Predator franchise. We'll also talk about our episode picks, Predator trivia, and of course, we'll enjoy a side of bacon. Mmm, bacon. Wait, do you say trivia? <laughs> so, it's been a while, hasn't it, Corey? Oh, gosh, about a year and a half, at least? Yes, um, I think probably about 18 months. Our last podcast episode, if you guys remember, was Boss Level, and we did that one two marches ago. And this was right before we let our little part of the world know that we were expecting a little boy. <laughs> So needless to say, we got a little little sidetracked um, for the rest of that year, and we've still been a little sidetracked. Uh, in fact, I was just looking over my notes. There's been so many attempted movies um, that we have seen that we just haven't done a recording on, but we were finally set to make it happen for Prey. So one thing with regard to our bundle of joy, we debated back and forth. Oh, yes. On the name. Oh, yes. And Corey is a diehard superhero comic book kind of fan, particularly <laughs> for Marvel. I do have some love for DC, but yeah. And I'll just say that my middle name is Lee, and that was Corey's saving grace <laughs> on getting to claim this um, superhero comic book themed name to pay some homage to um, the creator of any of the characters. And that's, we'll let you guys figure that out. All right, so Prey takes us back to the 1700s, and it's focusing on a Comanche tribe. The main character, her name is Naru, and um, she is not a fan of her gathering duties in kind of their hunter-gatherer society. Oh yeah, she definitely does not want to fit in well with the stereotypical female role of her tribe. Well, she really wants to hunt is, I think, the Which main is thing. not the female role. Right. <laughs> traditionally. Um, and one thing I thought that was always really cool back, and I think it was in one of my anthropology classes in college, we, you know, studied um, hunter-gatherer societies, and it was interesting because the gathering part of the society was actually, like, the most, the more labor-intensive and really, to some degree, the more meaningful work. However, the hunters got all the glory, of course. Oh, yes. Be careful for picking that berry. It may kill you. <laughs> it might. You gotta know those, gotta know what berries <laughs> pick. <laughs> she also starts, she's a great tracker, and she starts noticing some evidence of an unfamiliar predator, and she is starting to track it down. And so, really, the hunt begins. So, the movie stars, um, I really didn't know anyone in the movie at all. Yeah, nobody was recognizable. Yeah, so I went ahead and just to identify the two main stars, which one is Naru, played by Amber Mid-Thunder. And I believe her brother, then, is Dakota Beavers. And it was directed, though, by Dan Trachtenberg. Um, and we know him um, from, he did 10 Cloverfield Lane. Oh, okay. He also apparently did some Portal 
short. And I know, Corey, you are a big fan of the Portal game. I have seen a Portal short, oh. so, yeah. Well, maybe it was Dan's maybe. Portal short. Um, but other than that, I think that was basically the cast. There, I know, were some French characters, um, but for the most part, it was the Comanche tribe that was, and of course, the Predator. So, Corey, what did you like or not like about the film? Well, as far as what I liked, I liked the overall story. I thought the action was decent. It, it uh, kept at a pretty good pace to keep you pulled into it, to keep you interested in what was happening, kind of keep you on the edge of your seat a little bit. Okay. I definitely agree. The action was great. I also, I had, I felt like it had a very authentic feel, whether it was just from the environment, the cast, the costumes, um, it just, everything looked very authentic to me. Um, and nothing looked too out of place other than maybe that great hatchet, um, throwing. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, so can I go into my dislikes now? Sure. Okay, yeah, so you brought up the, almost the magical, if you would, a Thor-like hatchet yo-yo, which I do not see being realistic at all without somebody impaling their head with it. Or losing some fingers, at least. Yeah. Essentially, Naru, the main character, she just, she comes up with, with a way to make her hatchet throwing more efficient by attaching a rope to it. But she seemed outstandingly proficient with it. Um, and just Instantly, seemed, almost. Just seemed a little unnatural. Or we definitely would be losing some body parts, I think. And or lots of blood. <laughs> there is my other issue with it. And what was that? Oh, that there is this magical flower to where oh. if you were to eat the petals of this flower, your body temperature will just plummet <laughs> and yeah. to where it's non-existent. We are definitely not herbalists um, in the movie. Naru definitely knew all the herbs and ways to kind of help heal people. Um, and yes, there was a flower that she would grind up and it definitely had this instant effect on lowering body temperature or the heart rate. I don't think she can grind up. She just picked the petals and just ate Oh, okay. Yes, probably. <laughs> well, yeah. And so we, we first see it. She's trying to help someone. Um, and then it comes back later in the film. So in the movie, I would have appreciated where, you know, with this being a predator movie, once you get past the fiction of the disbelief that, yeah, there's an alien creature coming out and hunting humans, it would be nice if everything else in the movie was kept realistic. Once you, you know, get beat past that one issue in the movie to, to enjoy it. I mean, maybe there's an herb. And Who once knows? you, you know, introduce this flower <laughs> thing and this unrealistic hatchet tricks, it's like, oh, you know, it would have been nice if everything else was kept realistic in the movie. Well, I'm going to go back to some of my likes. One is um, I did like the fact that the movie had a nod to Predator 2 and also Predator Predator 2, I don't want to necessarily reveal because I feel like it was a fun a fun thing to find in the film. But for Predator, I think there's definitely a nod to the Schwarzenegger covered in mud scene yeah. um, that is used in this film. So I liked that. That was fun. And then, despite the fact that we have been critiquing the hatchet, um, I did actually think there was great fighting work in this film um, between her and the predator or whomever the fighting scenes were great even some of the human on human fighting was pretty good yeah human on human human on predator predator on animal yeah. <laughs> which we'll get back into in just a bit i also thought that while technologically advanced that the predator would have been he also had a little bit more of a primitive look than we have seen perhaps in the schwarzenegger predator 
Um, and then, of course, in the Predator 2 film. Yeah. Um, so even though he still had a high-tech helmet, it just it had like a bone look. So it just had a little more primitive look to it, um, which I liked because I felt that that kind of fit in the time period a little bit more. I kind of felt that that was an odd, too. When you get to the media, some other medias of the Predator universe, there's actually different classes of Predators. Uh, some of the main examples, that there, there's a Predator Scout predator hunter and then there's one called a predator berserker which is a little bit more of a primal savage predator and i definitely feel like that that this was type of the predator that was portrayed in this movie hmm, so okay. i thought i think it was a little bit of a nod to the other medias that that exist in the predator universe i like that that's cool so one thing that i didn't like though um and this really came into play in the um predator versus bear scene um is that this predator seemed super robust now don't get me wrong the predator is strong the predator is fit the predator is is a robust creature however we have seen the predator get hurt in the previous movies yes. particularly in predator 2 we saw the whole healing process so in this film there is a particular scene that I mean, it's very. It's almost like the Revenant, but with the Predator, <laughs> and it was like the Predator didn't have to do any healing for it. Yeah. So I would have. Um, so that just seemed. I was like, ooh, this Predator seems a little extra robust. I mean, glowing blood should have been everywhere, yeah. and and that that Predator probably should have been limping or something. And that's why I kind of referred to that Predator Berserker class I was yeah. kind of nodding to before. So would you say the Berserker is a bit more um, robust and strong? Is oh, that yeah. what you're thinking? Yeah. Okay. I would have liked one extra scene just to just to really tie up the connection that I had already made. I had already made the connection just based on the teasers or the trailer. Uh, like the moment I knew that this was happening, like in the 1700s, I was like, oh, they better include this, which I feel like they did. But I just wanted um, one extra scene to make one final connection. If anything, it was just a, it was just the ever so slight nod to it, but not a true strong connection to really tie it together. So I wanted one extra scene just to put that final little bow on. However, they did, I think, basically give me that in the closing credits, there is some artwork. Yes. And I think the artwork answered or validated my theory and answered my question, that type of thing. Nonetheless, it would have been really cool to have one extra scene. <laughs> okay, Corey, what's the verdict? Does it make the movie shelf or not? So, our shelf has kind of evolved over time. You know, we have our literal big bookshelf of DVDs and, you know, where are we going to buy it or not buy it? And the rules of that has kind of changed since we have all these streaming services and access to movie that we actually don't have to physically buy yet. So I'm giving the yes or no to that question of, is this movie I'm going to want to choose to make an attempt to watch in the future? Meaning a little bit more than just flip the channel. Oh, this is on. I'll go ahead and watch it. Am I going to make a, an effort to watch it again? And I would say yes. So it's definitely on the our digital shelf, as you were saying. Yes. And the, I feel like this is something that we've chatted about before. But yeah, so whatever you want to deem the movie shelf, the movie shelf is either the physical shelf, the mental shelf. If you just want to think back, if this was the 90s, would you buy the DVD? 
Yes. This definitely makes the movie shelf for me. I adore the Predator franchise, uh, particularly, of course, Predator and Predator 2. Um, this fits right in perfect with that storyline, connecting them. Um, and so, and it was fun. It was a great monster horror type of film. So it definitely makes the movie shelf for me. So now we have our episode picks. What is your episode pick, Corey? So I thought about that, uh, you know, the I thought that the answers that would have been too easy would have been to go with Alien or... One of the best movies ever. <laughs> or Jaws, you know, we had The this. best movie ever. <laughs> but I'm discounting Jaws because you, you had a group of people, you know, fighting, fighting Jaws and... Oh. Let me, I'm going to interject. Uh-oh. Only because you're alluding to it. So one thing we talked about is for our episode picks, we wanted to kind of focus on movies of being hunted. Yes. So this is where Corey is going. And I thought Alien would be too easy of a connection, seeing how the Alien and Predator universes are kind of a little bit mixed now. They're kind of like sister movies. Yeah, so I'm going to go with the movie called The Shallows. Hmm. And there you have, it, it is a shark movie, but you had that one-on-one dilemma. Yes. Although, I would like to just, again, interject that this is a shark that was not behaving like a shark. This was like the Cujo of sharks. Uh, it was like a shark with rabies, um, just on how much he just really wanted to attack her. He or she, I don't know what the gender of the shark was. Uh, but he was relentless on wanting to get this woman out of his the water. Or yeah, they're always water. being the apologists for sharks and what they do. <laughs> I am quite the fan of sharks. <laughs> I adore Shark Week. I've been a Shark Week fan since I was a little kid. I still am watching the 2022 Shark Week as I recorded everything. So, yes, we got to protect the sharks <laughs> and respect them. But, yeah, just like that St. Bernard was not a normal St. Bernard in Cujo, that shark in the shallows, hmm, I don't think was a normal shark. <laughs> But it was still definitely a fun movie. And I like pretty much any shark movie, even the silly sci-fi movie ones. You know, like Megalodon versus Oh, God, you're talking about the sci-fi channel garbage. (laughs) Or Sharknado and all that fun stuff. All the silliness. (laughs) All right, so my episode pick is a movie that my dad showed me a long time ago. I probably myself need to rewatch it. But it's called The Naked Prey. And it stars, and it was directed by Cornell Wilde. And what I remember is, I believe that he is like some type of guide um, in some parts of South Africa. And he is taking around some people, and he tells them to, you know, be respectful to this tribe that is there. Um, And they are not very respectful, and they end up getting captured by the tribe, really brutally tortured. Um, I do remember a scene, I think, of a man on a spit, and um, always always the interesting movies my dad showed me as a little kid. Um, But nonetheless, for whatever reason, I guess maybe because um, Cornell Wilde was a little more respectful than the rest of the crew, they decided to instead strip him down and send him running, and they would hunt him. Oh, so, almost like that apocalyptico scene where they're like, go. <laughs> but they, you know, had spears. So, well, when you rewatch it, I'll need to watch it with you because I don't think I have seen that movie. I, I doubt you have seen it. Um, you've missed out on some movies. Yeah, well, I had that awkward childhood. <laughs> 
So I, that is my episode pick. I remember feeling or being fascinated by the film and really there's like hardly any dialogue in the film. It's really just a lot of this man getting hunted and having to, um, you know, think on his feet and try to survive. All right, Corey. Are you ready for some predator trivia? Uh, okay. I don't. I, I'm not, don't consider myself like a super fan or anything, but sure. I think even for the non-super fans, this should be fun. <laughs> Your trivia is sometimes kind of mild. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So first off, according to Arnold Schwarzenegger, he has a favorite phrase, a favorite catchphrase that he has said in his movies, and for him, it was the Predator movie. Um, that where it has his favorite catchphrase. Do you know what that is? Oh, well, the first thing that comes to mind is, you won ugly. No, it nope. is not that one. Oh, hold on. Let me think. Oh, is this the movie that has the, uh, get to the chopper? Yes, get to the chopper. <laughs> um, so, yes, that that is Schwarzenegger. Apparently, according to whatever the trivia was that I was looking up, that is Schwarzenegger's favorite movie catchphrase of, that he and has. And it seemed like up. almost every movie he does, there was some kind of... <laughs> awkward catchphrase that he does now. And I love the fact that I remember, I don't know if it was something for, I guess it was probably for one of our podcasts, but I remember asking my dad about the reference of Chopper. He was quick to let me know that no, um, like no helicopter pilot would ever call, because um, he was a helicopter pilot, uh, but no one would ever call it an actual Chopper. <laughs> like that's more of a movie term. <laughs> All right. So what color is the Predator's blood? Xbox green. Yes. Or if you would, it looks like glowing antifreeze. <laughs> yeah. The, it's, I thought that stuff is the weirdest thing. Like, just the weird stuff. Um, yes, it is that Xbox glowing green. Um, and one little added factoid for that is um, that it was made the to for the blood in the movie. They made it from the liquid from glow sticks mixed with KY jelly. Kind of make it that goopy Ooh. look. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So how much did the original Predator costume weigh? Oh, gosh. Um, well, thinking back on those shows that we watched of a face-off where they like mm-hmm. make stuff like that. Yeah. For anyone that loves special effects, check out that show. Oh, yeah. It is a sci-fi show. <laughs> um, it's a reality show, though. That It's no longer active, but it was really cool to watch their creations. But nowadays, there's lots of different technologies they use for prosthetics. Like, there's, like, this airy, foamy rubber that they can use that's very lightweight. But I don't think they had stuff like that back then. It's probably just a really dense rubber. So, gosh, um, I'm going to guess at, like, 50 pounds of weight that they're lugging around in. Okay. Well, you are short about 150 Um, Apparently, the costume was 200 pounds. Um, In fact, they had to connect the actor when he was in the costume to a bungee rig um, just so he could move more freely. I was about to say, costume probably weighed more than he did. So maybe that's why they kept him invisible a lot. They were like, "Uh, (laughs) (laughs) let's just help you out There's only a short scene in this movie where you actually be seen. So, you know, you don't have to worry about wearing this for the whole movie. (laughs) And this little factoid reminds me of something. Why I was looking up looking it up or seeing it. I don't know, but it was about the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies. 
um, that their costumes also weighed like this oh, ridiculous amount. With that big old shell and everything. <laughs> yeah. And so they were saying like the actors were like losing like five pounds a day just because they were constantly having to work in the, the, the costumes. And they were saying that they had to, was it slow the filming so that then they like could, could speed it up just because they couldn't move quite as fast in the <laughs> costumes. Um, just so that their fighting could be a little faster looking. I think that's sometime, sometimes you, something you don't think about when you watch these films. Just, you know, the strength it would even need just to wear the costume and also yeah. move appropriately in it. All right. So in Predator 2... Which of the Predator's weapons did Harrigan, which is um, the Danny Glover character, uh-huh. finish the Predator off? Well, I don't think the Predator weapons are actually named. Yeah, but like, we have an know, idea. Shoulder what cannon, they could be head laser, or whatever. But uh, I would describe it as a bladed frisbee. Yeah. Shiny bladed frisbee object. Yeah, I wrote disc, but yes, his. his <laughs> um, plus, I think, or it almost had like a hubcap, hubcap look because he yeah. had like holes in it that yeah. you could hold into it. Uh, who knows? That might be, might have been what it was. <laughs> uh, okay. So, what other popular franchise is featured in the Predator 2 trophy room? That would be Alien. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is a big old alien skull in the trophy room in Predator 2. Amongst a whole bunch of other skulls. <laughs> yeah. Predator 2, I think, offered a, a fun, some fun little Easter eggs, oh, yeah. I think, um, which was kind of nice, especially for anyone that really likes the alien Predator franchises. So on that note, which actor is in both the Predator and Alien franchises? Ooh. Oh, that's easy. Every actor that's an alien versus predator. All right, all right. So let's do this specifically. <laughs> which actor is in okay. both Predator 2 and Aliens? Oh, well, now you've narrowed it down and made it a little bit easier. So, Aliens. Well, apparently, I have not First, you made just it went with the franchises. Now you're handpicking the actual movies. Yes. So, Aliens and Predator 2. Yes. Okay. I don't think he had a really big role in Predator 2, but I'm going to say Bill Paxton. <laughs> yes, it is Bill Paxton. Um, We're going to die, man. Game over, man. Game over. <laughs> yeah, so Bill Paxton um, was in Predator 2. He was one of the detectives. And um, and then he was in Aliens, um, who was one of the Marines um, that went to kind of go um, check out the planet. <laughs> the wimpy Marine. <laughs> yeah, but, well, I mean, he wasn't necessarily wimpy. He just didn't want to be there because who would have wanted to have been there? Well, who who does want to go anywhere where all, all these <laughs> Marines go? I mean, come on. That's their job. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think they were expecting to go to a planet filled with a bunch of aliens. <laughs> she warned them that's what was going to happen. Yeah, but no one was listening to her. <laughs> All right. But yes, Bill Paxton, the great Bill Paxton. Oh, man. We lost way too early. Yes, we did. All right, Corey. It is now time for a side of bacon. Mmm, bacon. All right, so again, way back, you know, 18-ish months ago, we were connecting Bill Murray to Mel Gibson. I got it in two movies, which was I was super excited about. And when you, you and you told me that, and when I was coming up with my connection, I, I came up with a quick connection. I was like, oh, man, but I know... 
this is going to be this, that this was the connection that you came up with. So I had to work extra hard to come up with a different connection. Okay. Well, so my connection is Bill Murray Uh to Abigail Breslin. No. Uh-uh. Are you serious? Uh-huh. So, Bill Murray to Abigail Breslin uh-huh. in Zombieland, uh, yes. where Bill Murray played a fabulous version of himself. <laughs> and then Abigail Breslin to Mel Gibson in one of my favorite um, in my Shalaman movies, Signs, where yes. she played Mel Gibson's daughter. So, why are you stunned, Cole? Okay. Okay. So, that was one... I worked hard to get because <laughs> I could have sworn that you would have gone with my first pick. And what was your first pick? So the one that I would have bet money on that you would have gone with would have been Mel Gibson to Danny Glover and pick your take your pick of a half a dozen movies that they've done together. Well, these Lethal Weapon <laughs> and Maverick and what have you, and then Danny Glover. To Bill Murray in The Dead Don't Die. Mm, no, I totally forgot about that. The Dead Don't Die. I really enjoyed that movie, like right up to the very oh, end. The ending ruined the whole thing. I was it so did. with it the whole movie. And then, like, <laughs> right at the very end, I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> what? Why? Why Why do this? And, and we're not going to spoil it, but if you watch it, yeah, you're going to love the whole movie. And at the yeah. end, you're going to be like, it's a slow movie, but it's a quirky movie. I, I would definitely recommend checking out The Dead Don't Die, but just brace yourself for potentially being disappointed at the end. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so do you have your bacon for this movie? Well, so like we said, there's nobody recognizable from the movie. So we're having to pull from any other movie mentions that we have. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with my flashback pick and go with... Uh, yeah, whatever we're calling it. <laughs> <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> Your episode pick. Episode pick. Now I'm going to go with uh, Blake Lively from The Shallows. All right. I am going to go with Danny Glover, who seems to be our topic of the moment here with, um, as we were talking about The Dead Don't Die. Um, but Danny Glover, um, and I'm actually pulling him from um, Predator 2. Okay. So we have Danny Glover to Blake Lively. Thanks for listening to Movie Shelf. And if you would, click that subscribe button so you get our future episodes as soon as they drop. Hopefully, it will not be another 18 months for that to happen. Yes, yes. We we will hopefully be a <laughs> bit more prompt on that. Although, we have to get a little more creative right now with watching movies together because we can't take a baby to go watch the movie. Yeah, yeah it makes it a little, a little bit more challenging. <laughs> we'll catch you next time, you guys. Bye. Bye-bye.